Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast that covers the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all the events from August 4th to August 9th of 2020. Um, And this is going to be um, how it's going to be for the month of August. So I apologize for taking last week off without really telling anybody. Um, I had all of these plans and I still want to have all of these plans to do a lot more historical information except the thing is my heart is just not in it um I don't know why like it is something I care about but like I'd rather talk about current stuff um and so instead of doing a daily podcast this month Um, I'm going to do a weekly one. Uh, obviously today's is coming out on Tuesday. Um, but what I want to have happen is that they will come out on Saturday. Um, so we'll have a full run through of Monday through Friday's events. Um, and then if anything happens over the weekend, we'll cover it in the next week. Um, is just what I foresee happening. Um, there's a couple reasons I'm doing this. One, um, I need a little bit of a break. So that's what last week was, was obviously a full week of vacation for me from the podcast, not from my real life. Um, but also the Royals are not doing a lot. Um, so this month gives me a break I need to kind of reset and refresh, but it also gives me a chance to spend more time building up, um, the, I hate this word, but the brand of the Daily Royal. Um, so I can build things out on the website, on the Instagram platform, um, more than I have and become more of a comprehensive, royal information platform, which is always what I've wanted to do. Um, It also gives me time to experiment with different kinds of editing tools and things like that. So I'm going to take that opportunity for the next three weeks um, while really every royal family is on vacation, um, except for the Spanish royals who are on vacation, but working their butts off. Um, So we'll get to that in next week's episode. Um, But that's what this is going to be. So we are going to get started today. So I had a podcast go out on the 4th um, that covered all of the Monday events, including including the events in the British royal family that Prince William had been doing around the Football Cup, and then all of the drama in Spain around uh, former King Juan Carlos. So listen back to that if you need a refresher from where we were. Um, And now we are going to get started with the events in the Belgian royal family and work our way through. Um, So let's get started. So 
So in what is the new weekly scheduled events for the Belgian royal family is that King Philippe has again received um, the heads of two of the political parties that are in charge of um, giving information to King Philippe about the formation of the government in Belgium. Um, so obviously I'm not going to go into this too much. I've definitely gone into this in the past couple weeks. Um, but Belgium's political scene is a disaster. Um, and so they are trying to figure it out without having to have another set of elections. And so Philippe is getting information on how that process is going. I'm sure those meetings have got to be so fun for him. Um, you know, just to have a country that is not where it needs to be politically, um, as so many of our countries are. Um, and so with that one piece of information, and that happened on Saturday, um, Saturday the 8th. So with that one event there, obviously, again, everybody is pretty much on vacation. So even though this is a weekly recap, there are next to no events. Um, so it's still going to be a pretty normal-sized episode. So with that, we are going to move on to the British royal family. Now, moving into the British royal family on Tuesday, August 4th, um, it was the 150th anniversary of the British Red Cross. Um, and so this was a big day for a lot of people in the royal family to mark um, the occasion. So the first thing was Queen Elizabeth sent a um message to the British Red Cross. Uh, Queen Elizabeth is the patron, and so she sent the following message, quote, as patron of the British Red Cross, I send my warmest congratulations to the staff and volunteers of the society on the occasion of its 150th anniversary. Whether those involved in the society are assisting people to return home from hospitals safely offering care and support in the aftermath of a disaster, volunteering in a shop, administering first aid, or some of the many other activities the British Red Cross encompasses. Their contribution is recognized, valued, and greatly appreciated. I send my heartfelt thanks and warmest good wishes to you all. End quote. Um, and so she, Elizabeth has been patron. This was mind-boggling. I don't know why, like, I realize how long her reign has been. I realize how old she is. Like, I understand all of that. But to see this, Queen Elizabeth has been the patron for the British Red Cross for over 60 years. That's just so much. I mean, she celebrated their 100th anniversary with them. That, it's just mind-boggling to me. Um, and just, like, obviously, like, what a show of longevity there. Um, but then the other person celebrating the um, British Red Cross anniversary was the Duchess of Cambridge, um, who sent a letter to uh, 150 recipients of the... Um, 
commemorative coin of the 150th anniversary. Um, And so she wrote a little statement as well, congratulating them on that work. Um, But she also shared a um, personal story. Um, So she, her great-grandmother and grandmother uh, both served as a voluntary aid detachment um, or on a detachment with the British Red Cross. Um, serving in both the wars. So in the First World War was her great-grandmother, and the second was her grandmother. Um, and in along with that, she also sent a picture of that, um, of, I believe, her grandmother serving during that time. Um, so that was really, really cool. Um, so that was on August 4th. And then also on August 4th, as I'm sure you all know, there was a horrible, horrible incident in Beirut, Lebanon, um, where there were a couple of explosions that just were terrible. Um, I don't want to go into the news of that because one, this was a week ago, you have all heard about it, um, and two, this is really just supposed to focus on the royals. Um, So the terrible explosion happened. Um, and so both, um, Queen Elizabeth and the Prince of Wales sent condolence messages. Um, so I will again read Queen Elizabeth's because it again, just like makes me feel better. So I like to share that. Um, so hers reads, Prince Philip and I were deeply saddened by the news of the explosion of the, at the port in Beirut yesterday. Our thoughts and prayers are with families and friends of those who have been injured or lost their lives and all those whose homes and livelihoods have been affected. Um, So again, just Queen Elizabeth really showing up um, and being aware of what is going on in the world. Um, And then the same thing from Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall um, in a great statement that even... um, It was a letter, actually, to the president of Lebanon um, where they acknowledged how inadequate thoughts and prayers are during this horrible time, Um, but they sent them anyway because, of course, that's kind of what you do, Um, but I like that they acknowledged that that was not really enough, Um, and so that was just really... um, really, really good to see, um, both the, um, monarch as well as the heir to the throne send these messages. Um, and so that was on technically Wednesday, the 5th and Thursday, the 6th, um, from the explosion that happened on the 4th. Um, and then on, you guys, there's a lot, there's so much on the 7th, of August. So now I think we have made our way to Friday. Um, the Prince of Wales sent a message to the Duchy of Cornwall, which he is, of course, the head of, um, where it, it truly is, it was just a message of support during this time. Um, so the Duchy of Cornwall is an area um, that belongs uh the Prince of Wales, whoever is the Prince of Wales, um, or actually it's the heir to the throne, takes immediately takes the Duke of Cornwall title um, and are res- one, responsible for the people of the duchy, 
Um, but two, that is where they receive their income from. So Charles, his income comes from the Duchy of Cornwall, um, and it is a multi-million dollar business. Um, I, I mean, it it's a very intense thing. There's actually like a really great, um, I think it's a documentary. I think it's Charles at 70, his documentary, um, is all about the duchy. Um, but it really like explains the whole breakdown of what goes into the duchy of Cornwall. Um, so he just sent a message of, um, well-being to the people who live, um, and work in the duchy during this terrible time of coronavirus and social distancing and all of that. Um, so that was on, um, Friday. Um, and then also on Friday, this actually came out before Friday, but I didn't see it until Friday, um, was the baby bank project that the Duchess of Cambridge has been working on, um, during lockdown. So a baby bank, you guys, the UK just like has this under control, um, is a, are a series of nonprofits. They're not all one nonprofit, um, that sends out necessities to mothers with new babies. Um, things like diapers and clothing and bathing necessities, health necessities, um, all of those things. So the Duchess of Cambridge, Kate, has brought together 19 British brands and retailers to donate over 10,000 new items to more than 40 baby banks across the UK. This is amazing. Um, so she had been volunteering at baby banks and like kind of on her own time, I think, um, and supporting them and then worked with these brands using her, um, power. I don't like that word. Uh, what word do I want to use? Uh, using her status, I like that word a little bit better, to bring all of these companies together to support this project. Um, so it, it's just like a super incredible thing that she has done um, that is going to help so many people. Um, and also because of her popularity and her status, it brings more attention. So these baby banks, while receiving these huge new items, from this collaboration are also receiving donations now, um, from just the general public who want to help in this project that Kate is helping on. Um, so all really great things there. Um, and then the final thing that we are going to talk about is the trip from the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge to Wales. Um, so they went to Wales on August 6th. You guys, I'm sorry. My dates are all, I thought I did this right. I did not. I'm sorry. My dates are all screwed up. Um, but on August 6th, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge went to Wales to um, just learn about how they are doing with the coronavirus crisis. Um, and so they 
first stopped at an arcade to learn about the social distancing measures, the cleaning measures, like what's being done in this, um, it's a pretty famous arcade in Wales, um, to make sure that kids are safe when they're playing these games, but also able to still have fun and not have to worry too much about COVID. Um, And so that is really, really important and something that is important to learn and everything like that. Um, And then they also, (laughs) they also visited the Shire Hill Nursing Home, um, which is a senior center um, that they, this was a while back, but they, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge called bingo, um, like played called the bingo numbers out during one of these, one of their bingo nights. Um, it was probably back in like June. I really don't know. Time is a social construct anymore. Um, and so they got to visit with some of these people, including my favorite resident. Her name is Joan. Um, she, in the video call where they did this bingo event, uh, told the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge that they did not do a very good job at calling bingo. Um, well, <laughs> they asked her about it again, and she doubled down. Um, she told them... I'm going to curse, um, like a British person now. Um, she told them that they did a bloody shitty job, (laughs) um, which I have decided that Joan is my favorite person because she doesn't care. Um, she doesn't care that this is, um, The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, she just doesn't care. And it's fantastic. (laughs) Um, And so those were my favorite. That was my favorite event of the whole week from anybody was when Joan said that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were terrible at calling bingo. Again, I think it was my favorite event when it happened. Um, And so that is what was going on with the British royal family. There, um, oh, Actually, there is some news from Denmark, so let's move into Denmark. Going on to Denmark, um, we had some excellent news on the Prince Joachim um, brain surgery situation. Um, so after a week in the hospital, he was released um, on Wednesday um, from the University Hospital in Toulouse, France. Um, so he was released Monday evening. Um and they didn't release any information until Tuesday. Um, so the doctor, um, this is a quote from the statement, um, quote is now the doctor's opinion that the prince's health has improved to such an extent, uh, that his Royal Highness can be released. Um, so Prince Joachim is staying at the family chateau, 
um, which is like a country home. Um, and that is that. So fantastic news there. Um, there is also some a um, brief sentence that says Prince Yoakum and his wife, Princess Marie, would like to take this opportunity to thank hospital staff involved um, in his treatment. So fantastic news there. Very glad to hear all of that. Um, it seems like it was about a week and a half of hard work, but given the situation, that is really great news. Um, and he will be able to hopefully make a full recovery. Um, so that is the news from Denmark. And now, um, we have a brief thing from, um, the Netherlands. So let's move on to the Dutch Royal family. Netherlands on, um, in relation to the Beirut explosion, um, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima released a statement as well that read, quote, and they wrote, um, sorry, um, before I quote this, um, they actually sent out two, one in English, which is awesome. And then one in, of course, Dutch, um, and so the English one reads, Beirut is in shock following a disaster of unprecedented pr proportions with the Lebanese people so severely affected. Our thoughts are with everyone who is grieving and afraid. We would like to convey our heartfelt sympathy to those who have lost loved ones and we wish many injured strength we wish the many injured strength and as rapid a recovery as possible. The international community stands with you. Signed, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima. So that was a very nice um, statement from them while they are on their summer vacation. Um, and so with that, I think we are going to move on to Spain because there was nothing in Norway. But I'm going to quickly check my notes um, to make sure that is accurate. So, um, yep, we've got nothing from the Norwegians. So let's go ahead and move on to Spain. Spain, it was actually a very, very quiet week after all of the events on Monday. Um, so understandably so, the royal family um, kind of stayed off the radar. Um, on Thursday, King Philippe did have a audience with the um, foreign minister for the country of Uruguay. Um, and so that was an in-person audience at Zarzuela Palace where they met um, briefly and talked about, I am sure, um, what is the word? Um, tourism. There's the word. That's a bad word to forget this 
in relation to Spain. Um, but they, I'm sure, talked about tourism and relations between the two countries and coronavirus situation for everyone. Um, there was this really interesting moment where, of course, the protocol in Spain is you're not touching, um, which is very bizarre for Spain, who relies on touching. Um, that's very much part of their ingrained culture. And so, you know, handshakes are, are very normal. Um, but for some reason, the foreign minister for Uruguay decided to do this, like, side hug after determining, like, that the elbow bump wasn't enough. I don't understand. It was very awkward, but hilarious nonetheless. Um, and so that is what was going on in Spain. Um, and then for the final event, let's move on to Sweden. In Sweden, there were a couple of events um, also on the occasion of the um, explosion in Beirut. Um, King Carl Gustav sent a condolence message to the president of Lebanon, um, which read, it's very short, so I'll read it, um, which read, quote, the queen and I wish to express our deepest and most sincere condolences on the tragic loss of lives and immense destruction caused by the explosion in Beirut on Tuesday afternoon. We offer our heartfelt sympathies to the families of the victims and to the people of Lebanon. Signed, Carl Gustav R. Um, and so he sent that out on August 6th, so two days after the explosion. Um, and so that was, um, again, very, very nice. Glad to see that that message has come from a good amount of the monarchs. Um, noticeably absent from those are, it's not noticeably, but like it's noticeable to me because I'm just now talking about it. Um, so it doesn't look like we got a message from Queen Margrethe, uh, King Harald in Norway or King Felipe in Spain. Um, now they could have very well sent private messages. Who knows? Um, you know, I, I'm not judging them by any means, but as of right now, I have not seen um, any statements sent. Um, now, to be fair, Spain does not actually, like, publicize these, so, and the Norwegians are on super vacation, and Queen Margaretha's son just got out of the hospital, so, like, there are reasons for it, um, but they have not sent messages, um, and so that is fine, um, and then on Saturday, so the next event in Sweden is on Saturday, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia um, presented um, oh, the awards for the winners of the themed garden competition in Solid and Palace Park. Um, so this was the sixth or the sixth annual competition on the palace grounds um, for themed gardens. Um, I believe it was about six to eight weeks ago that they, maybe it was just in the beginning of July. So maybe it's just been a month, um, that they opened the competition. Um, 
And so that is fantastic. Um, and there, like I said, there are a few prizes. So there was um, the like solid in prize, the visitor prize, and then the digital prize, um, which all focus on like different areas. Um, and then the themed gardens that won, um, or I'm sorry, all of the themed gardens are on um, display at Solid End Palace until the end of this month. So all fantastic um, stuff. So this is the end of the wrap up. I know it's a little long. Hopefully it's not too, too long, um, given that it covers a whole week. Um, like I said, this will be the new normal. I am, I apologize for being kind of flighty about what I wanted to do. Um, you know, truest intense, but there wasn't enough time for execution, um, to make the episodes as good as I wanted them to be on these histories. Plus in the (laughs) spirit of the COVID year, Um, I may need to hold on to those for another lockdown situation, um, you know, that isn't in August. I always knew August was going to be an interesting month. Um, even in January, I started to plan for it and the plans that I had were the plans that I used in the beginning stages of lockdown. So it's been a weird year. Um, you know, who knows what'll happen going forward into the year. And if this podcast, like continuing in this podcast into next year, who knows what we'll need. So I always have some backup options, but for the summer, I want to focus on, um, really getting in the, um, the work that I want to do to expand the, the, oh God, I still hate that word, the brand, um, the brand of the Daily Royal. So that is what the big work is right now. Um, thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you on Saturday for a rundown of all the week's events. Um, and I will talk to you all then. Have a great day. Bye.